0: everyone, and welcome to Cartel Conversations, the podcast of the Micro Model Railroad Cartel. I'm your host, Tom Conboy, and joining me tonight on Skype is fellow co-host
1: Ian Holmes. How are you doing this evening, Ian? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Tom. It's been a hectic uh, few weeks, the past couple of weeks, but life is uh, slowly returning to normality. You know, uh, uh, the dispatch winter issue is looking good it's got some very nice looking wintry micros to show off i'm i'm waiting on a couple of contributors to send their articles in tom convoy and uh, i may get a little something done myself for the winter issue but uh, we will see about that but i'm really excited that uh, the granite city train show in st cloud minnesota is coming up uh, my halt micro is pretty much ready to go to that and uh, my wife has volunteered to make a dispatch a, a display stand to uh, publicize the dispatch and i'll make sure she puts a little plug in there for the podcast as well
0: Oh, Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of project updates, so Ian, you've kind of given us a little bit about your uh, halt station. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. I'll go ahead and talk about mine first. My entry for the Halt Station Square Foot Challenge is eh, just about completed. Just a couple of little details I need to add. It turned out fairly well. The only downside about it is, is operations are a bit limited. It's It's basically just a a single track with passenger train that goes through the scene and then when it goes off stage i have to you know manually turn it in the fiddle yard, change the uh, coach direction, and uh, send it right back through. Uh, but anyway, as it does that, it's just, that's pretty much it, back and forth, back and forth. And I know that gets a bit repetitive after a short period of time. But it fits the definition, and there is an operating purpose. And for what I'm modeling here is a narrow-gauge uh, scene, ON30, I'm really pleased with how it turned out. Uh, it's It was fun. It was my first winter layout, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something I never uh, have done. Well, I did something before, but it was uh, talcum powder. and something. I, I don't even want to go into that. It was a disaster. But uh, one of the things I'm having a lot of fun with is uh, actually photos, just staging different photos of the winter scenes and doing daytime and nighttime and having a lot of fun with that. So that's something that uh, I find really enjoyable with the project. And, you know, it only took about two months. I didn't work on it all the time. I mean, if I really, I could have probably built it in a week or two if I really dedicated the time to it. I wouldn't say it was a hard challenge. I think the challenge came from the fact of, you know, putting something together in you know, 144 square inches or less, that was what made it interesting. But it turned out better than I thought it would. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and hey, this is my third completed micro layout. But i've got a long way to go before i catch up with you <laughs> but hey I'm, I'm starting to get on a roll here they're starting to come along a little bit quicker and only took me two months to build this one so that's that's a whole lot better than two years <laughs> or, or seven years as sometimes
1: i do no but your yours does look great tom i mean i expect you. to see a photograph of photograph of the layout on my christmas card this year well
0: okay well we'll see what we can do the way i'm going with photographs you might get a lot so we'll see
1: (laughs) Yeah, so so mine, mine is almost finished too, you know, uh, I've been um, using a new few scenic bits and pieces to add some texture to the uh, ground covering, you know, specifically those uh, uh, static grass tufts, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've no experience of like static grass scenery, I've seen it. it's the thing a lot of people like to use, but personally for me, you know, the static grass applicator things, you know. The jury is still out for me on those, but uh, I thought I'd try some of these tufts to see what they're like. So I'm getting used to them. You know, uh, that, that was actually the first money I spent on this layout. You know, everything else I had in stock, the track, the station platform, uh, everything of the trees, all the scenic at uh, absolutely everything I had in stock. This was the first money I'd actually spent on the layout. So though I do have a new vaccine coming as well as the one that I used was a bit disappointing to say the least. Yeah, it was a, it was a cheaper one, but it mm-hmm. looked, it looked the part. It had the effect that I was after, which was like a flat landscape of Lincolnshire back home, you know? And so I looked at, I was, trying to lie I was lining up the cornfields on the on the joins in the uh, in these sheets of vaccine and the the, the trees and the cornfields lined up fairly well and then I looked up at the clouds and the clouds just did not line up at all so it's like ah so annoying but um so uh, I've had to find a another vaccine and uh We'll see how this new one works out. I'm only getting the sky, the cloud vaccine. I'm going to try and uh, add the uh, ground level from the ground and the trees and cornfields from the previous vaccine. I will put those on top of the sky paper because it's a good idea. no, No. to have no land landform there in the background at all or just like look plain silly and that but what because what i really liked about this back scene that um, that i had you know on the layout itself you know i've got a road in the middle and a level crossing grade crossing called it what you like and i had a piece on this back scene that extended the road over the crossing and into the distance and that lo- i thought that looked really good obviously they couldn't get the clouds to line up with the rest of the vaccines that's why i'm getting a new vaccine so but last night i did have a running session because i ballasted the track over the weekend i ballasted ballasted the track so um so yeah there was a test running session last night and it runs perfectly which is much to my surprise you know because uh I frequently gum up the points with the the ballasting glue. You know, you get the eyedropper. Well, you know, you Mm -hmm. mix up your you mix up your cement and you put some um, washing up liquid in there to uh, break the surface tension and you dip, you use a pipette or whatever you use to like spread the uh, glue between the ballast. And, you know, it always goes further than you think it's going to when you when it like leaches through the ballast. Mm-hmm. And sets, you know, and invariably ends up clogging up the blades in the in the point work or something like that. So uh, I was really pleased that, well, as I've only got like 28 inches of track and like this one pico set track point, that everything is fine with it. So really happy there. So
0: good deal, uh, good deal. Yeah, yeah it's always ballasting is always one of those nerve-wracking
1: things. <laughs> Mm mm-hmm for sure yeah operationally though my layout's got a bit more to it than yours because I, i added a very short siding in there just long enough for one wagon and a loading dock so i can switch vans in and out of that you know it's actually like operating a real railway station when you think about it you know the goods train can only work that siding when running in one direction when you make up the train in the fiddle yard or i'm using like my own cassettes to marshal the trains so i've got a spot the van that wants to go in the siding in the right place so you have to think about it a bit it all works so all i need to do is uh get this new vaccine in and uh, then i'll be good to go
0: i liked how the depth of it was i mean mm-hmm. it, it had you know how you had it in there it really made the scene look deep yeah it's just a shame that all didn't match up but uh sounds like you've got a good strategy to. yeah
1: uh, hopefully hopefully that'll work you know so we'll see don't forget that the uh, micro model railway dispatch is free and uh you can subscribe Put your name on the mailing list by sending an email to me, and that's mmrdeditor at gmail.com.
0: We are down to the final month of the Halt Station Square Foot Challenge layout build. We will be making the official entry post on December 1st, 2021. If that changes, I'll be sure to post that on the Facebook group. But right now, that looks like that's going to be the date we're going to do that. And we will accept entries on the 1st. You have till November 30th to finish your layout. So if you're working on your layout right now, you're in the last month. Time to wrap things up, but December 1st will be the day we accept entries. The layout footprint does not have to include the staging, but your layout footprint Needs to be 144 square inches or less. And it can be any shape. It doesn't have to be a 12 inch by 12 inch square. Although if you want to make it a square, you can do that if you wish. And uh, we've already had several shares of the Halt Station Challenge projects on the Cartel Facebook group. And we encourage our listeners, if you would like to post your projects on the group, no matter how far along it is on the build, uh, just make sure that you hashtag your post with all lowercase micro challenge 2021, no spaces. Any uh, thoughts on that, Ian, as we get here towards the end of our halt station challenge?
1: I've made my own fiddle yard cassette for my entry, and uh, the shortest one takes a uh, Heljan wagon and machine bow rail bus, which is only about six or seven inches long. The cassette is actually a bit bigger than that, just so that I've got room to drive the uh, rail car off and on it. And then I've got another cassette built for a freight train. And that one, because I'm using like really small four wheel steam locomotives and English freight cars are actually a lot shorter than American freight cars. Right. That's about 18 inches long. The whole point of mine is like it all sits on the kitchen table. You know, I don't have any overhang because I have been building the layout on the kitchen table. The cassettes don't overhang the kitchen table at either side. So that's been my uh, guiding limit on the the overall length of everything. It's like it's keeping it on the kitchen table.
0: This is a fun project. I hope everybody's been enjoying it. Yeah. We're kicking around some different ideas to discuss, and one of the... Uh, ideas I want to kick around is the aspect of uh, putting uh, fascia boards on layouts. Dressing up a baseboard edge can be pretty simple. Uh, My uh, Wetter Out Food Services and my Heron Micro are simply just the the boxes that are built out of foam core. Uh, It's just the sides of them, and I just uh, dress them up with a little bit of dark paint. Uh, But you can get pretty elaborate uh, with uh, installing fascia boards. And I've seen some very, very fine examples in micro layouts, uh, some even to the quality of uh, furniture. Uh, some of the woodwork and, and fine wood details that I've seen on some micro layouts is very impressive. Uh, I did on my uh, Halt Station Challenge, uh, I used a, a foam core fascia, and I just simply uh, cut and shaped it to follow the contours of the scenery. And that uh, has a purpose of uh, hiding my uh, two uh, staging yards. Uh, fiddle tracks on both ends mm-hmm. of the uh, layout And I went ahead and painted these A dark charcoal color In the photos it looks almost black But it's actually a very dark gray I've seen a layout even in Model Rare magazine a few years ago It's been a longer day It's been about 10 years ago But uh, they had one that they did in red Which was kind of loud But uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's any color you like with that uh, Some work better than others It's just as simple as Just putting something simple in And, and painting it uh, I've always liked to use the theater trick of using a, a, a dark, a gray, or a black to draw the eye into the live scene instead of having it uh, drawn to the actual uh, edges of the layout. But you don't have to stick with foam core. Bigger layout in my house, uh, I use Masonite or uh, known as hardboard in other places. Masonite's actually an old brand name. But uh, that's a great material, one 8 uh, 1⁄8-inch uh, Masonite or hardboard. Uh, works great for uh, fascia boards, and uh, these can be uh, cut with a jigsaw, and uh, uh, they can uh, actually bend. Uh, That's one of the advantages. Uh, Foam core doesn't bend all that easy, but uh, you can certainly make gentle curves with the masonite. That's one of the things I like about it. Nothing wrong with a baseboard that's, you know, sits down on the table, and it might be only, you know, quarter to half inch thick, and it's, you know, I've seen great layouts that way as well but but it seems like the ones that really stand out to me are the ones that that kind of dress up the edges a little bit but mm-hmm. that's just a personal opinion of mine but what are your thoughts on that Ian
1: yeah you know it's its can be a long detailed subject to talk about you know because I, I I'm just I you know I've got my um, uh, I've got my whole challenge layout to a the working stage and now i'm starting to give a little bit of thought as to how i want to uh display it to dress it up like you say and so i'm giving a lot of thought about what to do with it you know because many of my exhibition layouts in the past have been enclosed in cabinets you know whether they were like uh rather badly homemade ones or or ikea upper boxes i mean Personally, I'm in favor of like boxing your layout up in a cabinet of some description because, you know, it offers more protection to it, you know, makes it easier to transport. And if you're Mm -hmm. putting it on a shelf in the wall, it can actually look quite nice. You know, I mean, you can have integral lighting and, you know, you can keep the whole thing self-contained. You know, if you if you were clever enough with everything, you could probably even build your controller into the cabinet you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but you know my whole micro which being so small it's it's built from like foam core the baseboard is like built from foam core and expanded polystyrene this is going to be one of my selling things on the layout when i talk to people at the granite city train show it's like when covid struck you couldn't buy plywood for love nor money yeah, you know, or if you could, you it was going to cost you an arm and a leg. Cost an arm and a leg, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. So it's like this is this is one thing I'm going point I'm going to make with my layout of these shows. is like this was built without wood. You know, it's just foam core and expanded polystyrene. So I just don't quite know what to do about boxing it up. You know, a lot of people have always said when they've seen my layouts boxed up, "Oh, that looks like a shadow box." You know, and thinking I might go the whole hog on the shadow box. The layout is like, it's 28 inches long and 5 inches deep. That's 140 inches, Tom. I know you're working it out in your head.
0: Actually, I wasn't, but that's okay. <laughs> 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 it's but, math.
1: I don't give much thought to math, so here we go. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm. Uh, um, i've got some i picked up some gray foam core well the facing on the board is like gray the foam in the middle is still white so, but i've got some gray paint that i might just like when i've cut cut the aperture in this sheet of foam foam core for a frame for the layout i'll probably just run a run a little bit of gray paint on the white foam there that's my plan i prefer gray i mean i started out liking black i mean pure spring watercress had black on it because black was when i built pure spring watercress black was the in color to use for these things but i think there's been a general consensus of of opinion to shift towards the more neutral grays and i really like the neutral grays i mean black does isolate it but i have too much black can be too heavy you know mm-hmm. that's just my opinion that's why i like gray we've got a small layout a small micro layout you don't want a big heavy color like black framing yeah it i off. would agree
0: with that i would agree with that
1: the same goes for uh, like bright colors you know i'm not sure you want to paint your cabinet a bright loud color for example though you know, perhaps if your layout is like a Chesapeake and Ohio based layout, you know, you could paint it CNO colours, which are are they royal blue and yellow? Yeah, it's pretty close to it. Yeah. yeah. Could, mm-hmm. yeah paint your, They're bright colours. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could paint your cabinet that colour, maybe, you know. Another thing you could do is like you could take the inside of the layout out onto the frame. Now I've seen this done a couple of times. You know, say you've got like a forestry layout. You could make the frame like a green color, like like the color of the trees. You know, if your layout was a uh, was set in a desert, for example, you could carry the washed out desert sand colors onto the frame that your cabinet is in. That's another idea. You know, you could blur the edges between the model and the outside world even more that's an interesting thought i've seen that done a couple of times and i've seen it done quite well so that's what made me think about it of course i'm always thinking about taking my layouts to shows that's the big thing for me is to take a layout to a show and put over my enthusiasm for micro layouts put over my enthusiasm for the hobby so i've always got to make them look relatively acceptable to the public when i get to a show you i know, I've also used drapes as an alternative to a cabinet. you know there was one layout that I uh, <laughs> there was the layout that I took to the last show that I did eighteen months ago in St Paul. I didn't have time to build a cabinet for the layout, so I just laid it on a black cloth. it isolated it from the table, you know I could hide a whole load of stuff underneath it and you know the darkness of the black there really did help it stand out so i was quite pleased with that it's like with the um yeah a couple of months ago we talked about the Tottenhoe mineral railway layout which was which was like black drapes in the background and the lighting to really pick out the areas that you wanted to pay attention to so and like you say i mean it's when well, if you're going to present it well, I mean, it's like it's finding the right way to do it. I've seen really good industrial quarry layouts that are like finished in bright yellow with black warning signs on them, and you know, it's like it fits in with the spirit of the layout, and that's good. I mean, it's like if you've got a bit industrial layout. Why, why, why the heck not make your framework to display it? Why don't you make it more industrial? Maybe it could be like rusty and. Uh,
0: yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Actually, I, I say, yeah, I've mm. seen it done. I've seen it done once. I haven't seen it done very often, so maybe it's not a very good idea. But done well, it's probably a good idea. But
0: uh, well, especially if you're if you go to exhibitions, I think that's one of the things. I remember one of the first ones I went to with my wet food services. And it was really my first experience actually taking it to a train show, which had always been my, my big thing was I always wanted to try that. And when I did it, um, you know, I just, I, unfortunately, uh, I was set up on an old wood table. Mm -hmm. I didn't have uh, a cloth or anything to put on Mm -hmm. it. And uh, just recently shared an old photo on one of my Facebook pages. And somebody says, you need to dress that scene up. And, I was like, yeah, I know. It's, you know, I've learned a lot <laughs> since then, and I actually yeah. have uh, purchased some um, uh, black tablecloths that mm-hmm. uh, I've got at my local uh, Wally World store, and and I use those. As a matter of fact, when I was taking my photos of the uh, uh, Summit Railway for the uh, mm-hmm. a halt station, uh, I just uh, draped one of those over the table, and then I have a a little shelf where I have my uh, CD player or DVD player And some other things and covered that stuff up And uh, you know was to take my photo of the layout It really helps To isolate it so that You can focus on the layout you're mm-hmm. not looking yeah. at You're not looking at a stark yeah. white wall With all the yeah. junk on my shelf You're looking mm-hmm. at yeah. what I want you to look at Yeah. I notice especially On a lot of the posts for the people who are uh, Especially over in England uh, The one of the things I've noticed at those shows Is a lot of The people who display take the time to make a fairly nice display. It's nothing super elaborate. It gives it a more professional look. I guess that's really the way to put it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a fascia can really add a lot to it and Mm -hmm. combine that with, you know, drapes or cabinetry or whatever. And uh, it's a great way to dress up a scene. And you know something? It's a good way to maybe convince your spouse you know, this really looks kind of nice set up here in the living room. Okay. I don't know. That doesn't <laughs> usually fly with my wife, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, Hey, you all might have better luck with your spouses than I do. But, uh, you know, again, that's, that's one of those things that, you know, your imagination and just, just taking a little bit of extra time mm-hmm. can really make the difference between a, uh, you know, make a, a good layout look even better and uh, really highlights your work. Ian, i got a question for you. On the grades you like to use, thinking of a value scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being white and 10 being black, what would you say your color of gray? Are uh, you around a 5? Is that what you're thinking, or do you um, kind of go on the scale? I usually hang around a 7 when I do mine, 7, maybe 7.5 to 8. Uh, what, what's your thought on that?
1: Um, well, um, I have, because I'm a bit of a keen amateur photographer i have a photographer's gray card okay a neutral gray card and that's what i try to aim for and i think that is somewhere in the six to seven range If oh, you would, okay. okay if you was if you were to time if you were to uh, i think that's what it is it, but the, yeah i got a, a photographer's neutral gray card and i try to try to match that
0: yeah and that probably would be a good thing to have especially if you're taking photos mm-hmm. of yeah. your layout that's not a that's not a bad resource i was using the old artist scale for value uh-huh. so yeah uh, but uh yeah interesting so and uh just want to let our listeners know that if you have any other ideas or thoughts about fascia boards you know you feel free to contact us and uh, share your ideas with us you can do that over at the facebook uh, group the cartel group on facebook or you can shoot us an email, and you can do that and send it to microcartel at AOL.com. Uh, any other thoughts, Ian, on uh, fascia boards?
1: Not really, no. A fact, I was just trying to Google um, what, what what a photographer's grey card might actually be, if it's, uh, if I could find something. It's oh, a white balance card. It's 18% grey, so it's like... Uh, it's light. It's light. It's certainly light. That 18 percent grade would be lighter, much lighter than a six or a seven. So, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: OK, that sounds good. And, and again, with the Internet, you know, if you Google that, uh, I'm sure you'll find some other resources for that. But uh, another useful tool in the back pocket for everybody to use on that and some things to think about as well. Uh, any final thoughts in for uh, tonight's discussion or anything about the Halt Station Challenge?
1: uh not really no, no because i'm actually really excited and i think i mentioned the granite city train show earlier in the uh in the podcast but yeah i'm really excited to be going to a train show again you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah me. <laughs> yeah i mean so, so this is what is so important to me is like you know i can get out and talk to people about the hobby you know it's been 18 months without a show and it's been two years since the granite the last granite city train shows it's going to be great to uh get out there talk to people meet old friends uh you know and spread the word about the dispatch and, and the podcast as well you know maybe we'll get s- some more listeners maybe i'll get a few more readers on the dispatch so yeah that's re- i'm really excited for that and that's what the uh 13th of november is it 13th 14th of november what's the saturday in november he says reaching for the google machine again it's the 13th of november yes so it's like what it's a week and a half away so yeah Yeah, um, i've unbelievably got a layout ready to go with a week and a half to go you know so uh yeah very excited for that well, make sure you post a
0: photo on the Facebook group, at least uh-huh. one of the, of the show with your setup. That way everybody yeah. gets a chance to see it on Facebook uh-huh. as well. So. Yeah. Ian, I know you're pretty full on The Dispatch following the Christmas issue. Can you give us a slight preview of what you're looking at in 2022 uh, coming up here, uh,
1: some ideas I, you might have? I've, I've got a lot of – this is what I'm I'm really liking about uh, the the dispatch at the minute is i've been getting a lot of o gauge i remember way back when carl was alive and uh, he was always bemoaning the fact that there was never there never seemed to be any o gauge micro layouts around they'd uh, he'd come up with a few ideas for layouts and i think we had like one layout submitted to the uh small layout scrapbook so yeah he was always disappointed that uh, there wasn't a greater uptake on the o gauge front but in the past i got two o gauge layouts in the uh, winter issue and i've got another one Lined up for the spring issue, and I've got a very special project lined up for next year that uh, I'm going to save telling you about until you read the winter issue. Then you'll get an idea of what's going to happen in the spring of 2022.
0: Well, we're all looking forward to it. Be sure to visit the Micro Model Railroad Cartel Facebook group. And join in on the fun if you haven't joined yet and become a member. All you have to do is search for Micro Model Railroad Cartel on Facebook. You can also find our past podcast episodes at the podcast blog page. And the address for the blog page is microcartel.blogspot.com. You can also email us with your questions and comments by sending them to microcartel at AOL.com. From Ian and myself, we hope you all have a great day, and thanks for listening.